It doesn't matter what's going to happen. I believe in the magic of entrepreneurship. I believe in the magic of change. So we're going to shift into this concept of starting to plan for 2024. Hi, I'm Jacqueline Snyder, and this is the Product Boss Podcast. I've helped launch and grow thousands of product-based businesses, even one of my own. And over the last 20 years, I've seen behind the scenes of businesses just like yours. Whether they are makers, manufacturers, artists, or food and beverage businesses, I have spent so many hours studying it all. I've discovered what makes them successful. What are mistakes they could avoid? How did they turn an idea into successful business? And what are strategies they have used to make more sales and be discovered by more customers? This is what this show is all about. Whether you're just starting out or you're looking to become a million dollar product boss, I'm here to give you the permission to chase your dreams, no matter how big or small. All you need is the right mindset, a little courage, strategy, and support, and you too can be the next million dollar product boss. Let's do this. As busy product-based business owners, there's never a shortage of things vying for our time. That's why it's so important to streamline and automate where you can. Thankfully, HubSpot launched an AI chatbot called Campaign Assistant that's a game changer for creating marketing campaigns that will scale your sales. With just a few key points of information, the AI robots can work their magic and deliver you publishable campaigns that you can use directly in HubSpot or even copy and paste to other channels. Oh. And did I mention that it's completely free? So work smarter, not harder. Head to HubSpot.com slash campaign dash assistant to test drive campaign assistant for free. Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. All right. So the year is winding down. And when I say winding down, I mean, it is pretty much we're a couple weeks out. Now, I want to first start off by telling you all, and I have goosebumps as I'm about to say this, but this year has been a year. I feel like I say that every year now since, you know, 2020. I remember 2019, we were like, best year, you know, it's going to be amazing. And then we all know what's happened since then. But that's okay because truthfully, the world is always changing, right? The, the ground is always shifting beneath us. And I think the beautiful, fun, amazing part of being an entrepreneur and living this entrepreneur life is that nothing's ever quite the same. It's fun. It's interesting. You know, if you know about me or my husband, my husband's an actor. And he is actually, he did Broadway for the last decade. We're back in LA. He's doing TV and film. But Broadway, let me tell you that that was like Groundhog's Day nightmare for me as an entrepreneur, as a fashion designer, as somebody who loves change and things always changing. I just remember thinking like, oh my gosh, you do eight shows a week saying the exact same thing. And you have to make it seem like it's the first time you've ever said it because your audience is watching and your audience is like, this is amazing. It's the first time a lot of them are seeing it, but you've said it for the 9,000th time. And it was the exact opposite of things I like because I love seasons. I love things changing. I love marketing shifts and messaging and new collections and inspiration and all the things. So I think the fun and the game that comes with entrepreneurship is this idea that it is always going to shift. And if you're down for this wild ride, which I'm on, 
which I've been on since I was 26 years old, we go with the flow, we go with the fun and the the fortunate part of being uh, small business owners is that we can always shift and pivot and stay nimble. And so this year, this year has been great for so many of our students. It's been great for our masterminders. It's been incredible. There's been really big changes over here at the Product Boss, as well as you know. But things can always evolve and change and grow and we learn. Whether we fall down and make mistakes, we pick ourselves back up, we figure it out. My husband said this to me a few weeks back when I was kind of freaking out about something. Like I was so afraid something wasn't going to work. He's like, well... If you don't win, you learn. And I was like, oh, if I don't hit the goal I want, I'm going to learn from it and then I'm going to keep working and improving. So I say all that as we are wrapping up this year and we're moving into the next year. Now I'm going to support you into how to create and plan for 2024 to be your best year yet because I want to share with you that it doesn't matter what happens. I have seen proof time and time again in our community other small business owners selling all sorts of things all over the world that if they do the work, if they take action, if they decide, you know, the things I've been doing forever are just not working, I'm going to make a change and do something differently, they start to see change. They start to see results. They start to head in the direction they want. So we are going to start to shift into planning for 2024 to be your best year yet. Because why not? right? Like I talked about 2020, like best year yet. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh my gosh, what's happening? And then it actually was, it was the best year yet at the product boss. It was the best year yet. I remember Annika of Hey Mavens. She, she went from a point of, I don't think I should sell. I should stop selling. I don't know what to do. And she went from having her highest months of being $2,000 to then I remember when she joined us inside of multi-stream machine and she jumped to like Eleven or twelve thousand dollars in thirty days in revenue, right? Like the this, and then she always says that multi-stream machine helped make a baby. She shares this story, but she was on her journey of wanting to become a mother, and multi-stream machine helped her drive enough revenue in her business to end up paying for IVF, which ended up helping her make a baby that she now has, like a one and a half year old beautiful baby girl. Dreams happen, changes happen. And back in 2020, I think all of us in the middle of that were like, ah, I don't know what's going to happen. So I say that because it doesn't matter what's going to happen. I believe in the magic of entrepreneurship. I believe in the magic of change. So we're going to shift into this concept of starting to plan for 2024. How can we have our best year yet? What do we need to focus on? What kind of time is it going to take? How are we going to potentially scale our businesses, right? Like if you're a handmade business, how do we keep it scaling? How do we focus because focus is the thing that I think is going to drive so many of you forward. It's not the distraction part. So that's coming. But today, what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about reflection. So I've got a download for you and you can either click it in the show notes or go to theproductboss.com slash 542, theproductboss.com slash 542. And I have this awesome worksheet that you can work on that I'm going to talk about here inside of this podcast episode. And then I want you to work on this because to know where we're going, we have to reflect on where we've been. 
to know where we're going, we have to reflect on where we've been. And I think that's really important that we do that right now before we wrap the entire year, before we get too swept up into the holidays and we forget everything that happened during our Black Friday, Cyber Monday promotions, leading up into Christmas, the last days to ship, all the things. Okay, so that's what we're going to do. Now, when we're reflecting on our year, we also have to think about how to reflect on our where we are mentally, emotionally, and physically, and thinking about capacity. And a lot of times I think as small business owners, we're like, I can do it. I can do more. I'm going to take it on all of myself. What can I do? How can I do all the things? And that's not necessarily the case. Now, my goal for you in 2024, what I want to help ease you into and start to think about is how you can get focused, how you could niche down, how you could you could do less and you can sell more. You can make less product in your business and you can actually make more sales. We're going to shift into that. But when we reflect, I want you to think about where, where have you been spending so much of your time and your energy? Where are you hitting capacity without the results that you're looking for? So there's five things I'm going to ask you. And there's a worksheet to go with this for you to spend some time on to reflect for yourself. Okay. So the first thing I want to talk about is what are things that you did this year, things that you spent time on that you just don't want to do anymore? Now, you might be taking notes, but remember, just go get that download. I've got it for you and it's all there and it's got a great worksheet that you can fill out. Okay. So what are things that you did that you don't want to do anymore? Now, again, this can be in business and this can be personal because as entrepreneurs, it's a marriage between both. We are trying to blend our personal lives and our businesses together. And some of you have full-time jobs and this is a side hustle and your parents, you're trying to blend and balance and make it all happen. But we also have a choice. So what are the things you spent time on that you don't want to do anymore? I know that one thing I told my team recently is I don't want to be the quality control checker of anything anymore. I don't want things to have to come back on my plate where I'm the bottleneck. I know we focus on this a lot in our masterminds, specifically because our masterminders are making six figures, multi-six, up to seven figures. And what happens when you start to scale, I actually know that you can be a solopreneur, depending on what you make and what you sell. You can be a solopreneur. It could be just you and your business, up to six figures, to multi-six. There's somebody that I worked with. She got her business to $250,000. She started as a multi-stream machine student on Etsy that then sold direct to consumer and got on Amazon. And she scaled her business to 250 grand until she hired. Okay. So it's possible. It's all very possible to do it. But the thing is, is that when you get there, it's kind of hard sometimes to take things off of your plate. But even as a smaller business, even if you're making under six figures, even if you, you know, there's things that you just may not want to spend any time on anymore. You just don't want to do it. So I want you to think about that and think, okay, I'm done. I don't want to do that anymore. It's podcast recommendation time, and I cannot get enough of this podcast. It is so good. I love it so much. And also, I love podcasts that are focused on product-based businesses, which is why I'm a huge fan of Another Bite, a HubSpot podcast that breaks down the latest and greatest pitches from the show Shark Tank. In fact, you can actually hear us 
on the podcast. We were on season one, episode 25, and it was called The Risk of Influencer Marketing with Bala Bangles, The Mad Optimist, and Tentacle. Now, these episodes are so fun to listen to, and I think they're a really great deep dive into the mindset behind one, building a product-based business, and two, breaking down why the sharks may or may not invest in the product. I think it's just such great market research. Now, listen, each episode, hosts John Dick, Dory Monroe, and Ariel Boswell offer their unique thoughts, critiques, and they even talk with some of the folks who pitch to the sharks and live to tell the tale. Now, the episodes are short and sweet, but they're jam-packed with ideas that you can contextualize and leverage for your own product-based business. And like I said, they're really fun to listen to. So tune in and join the conversation wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey friends, are you unsure of what to say on social media or what to even send in your weekly emails? Well, what if creating content could be easy? Would you be looking for a shortcut to creating consistent content? Yes, consistent content, because you know consistency is key. Well, let me tell you, you are not alone when you feel like you're struggling on what to post or what to write in emails. And we know that you have that product part of your business down. But as you're listening to this podcast, you probably already know that to get more people to your products, to buy your products, you need to create great content. Oh, I know, I see. I keep saying content and that's the dreaded C word. And we can't tell you how many product bosses tell us that they wanna create great content for their audience and their customers, but they don't know what to say, or they are so busy they can't find the time, or they really, really, really don't want to be the face of their brand. Well, no worries, because that's exactly why we created a year of content. It is your shortcut to creating consistent content that resonates with your audience and brings more loyal customers who can't wait to buy your products. If you want to see how easy this is and how easy it is to create content for your audience and your customers, head to www.ayearofcontent.com. Now, the second thing I want you to think about is what did you create an offer around that just weren't worth it? What did you do this year that just wasn't worth it? Some of you may have gone to a trade show. I know I saw this with one of our MSM students. She was doing all of these trade shows, all of this setup, not trade shows, like an in-person market. She was doing all of these in-person markets and she was doing them locally in her town. And she'd do it. And you know this if you've done an in-person market, the setup, like dragging all the stuff, the setup, setting it up, especially in the like fall, winter months, what a pain in the booty that could be. And she just wasn't making the sales she wanted to make. And so she's like, this isn't worth it. I'm just not doing this anymore. And she made a decision that she was actually going to fly and she was going to spend more money on markets that her ideal customer was showing up to, that they were willing to buy what she wanted to sell. And she just wasn't going to do the stuff where she dragged her stuff all over town to places that people weren't buying, right? So she made that decision. That was a big boss decision. So I want you to think, what wasn't worth it? And what are you willing to do again? So what wasn't worth it? And what are you willing to do again? And then also there's that question of what are you willing to let go of? I say this a lot. You'll hear me say this again. Uh, And I share this, that so many of our MSM students, our multi-stream machine students will decide not to do full-on social media. 
anymore. <laughs> You're hearing me say that. And, you know, we support a lot of people, thousands and thousands of people on content and how to create content for product-based businesses for social media. So it's like two ways you can go about it. You can do it or you don't have to do it. Now, there is this element of us all having a presence on social media. It's kind of like a holding page. It's a presence. People are always going to kind of find us and look us up on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook, and they're going to be like, oh, are you there, right? Depending on who our customer is. But does it need to be the main place that you work on? Do you have to be aware of all the trends and the reels and all the things? Maybe. Maybe not. So there's proof, and I've shared this too. Like We have a student that has a business. She actually manufactures it overseas. She has 1,500 followers on social media, and her company makes $25 million. $25 million with 1,500 followers on social media. And I remember when she actually, she she had joined our mastermind. (laughs) I was like, hey, you know, welcome to the mastermind. This is um, a few years back. She was not a $25 million company. She was about 12 million, I think at that point. And I was like, you know, what are you trying to get out of the mastermind? She's like, I want to grow on social media. And I didn't laugh out loud, but I kind of laughed out loud because it's like, you don't need social media because look at your revenue. And then again, two years later, she doesn't need social media. So some of you can let go of that thing that you think that you need something. You think you need social media, right? Or you think you need to be doing something or you need to be making something with your own two hands because you said it's handmade. What if someone else helped you? What if you outsourced part of it, right? What if you didn't dance on social? What if instead you grew your email list? So I want you to think, what are you willing to let go of? Okay. And so I just kind of led into this next one, the third one, but I talked about not making things with your own two hands. But I want you to think, who is missing on your team? You might be like, you like might be thinking, my team, you mean me? <laughs> Everybody's literally missing if it's just me. But I want you to think, where can you be outsourcing? Where are you under-resourced? I was recently talking to our therapist. Everyone in my family is in therapy because I believe everyone should be in therapy. To be 100% honest, I grew up without it. I grew up in a very British household where it was like, no offense to my Brits that are listening, but it was kind of like, you know, sweep that under the rug. (laughs) We don't talk about all the things. So now that I'm an adult with my own family, I'm like, we're all in therapy. So we all have someone to talk to that kind of can hear us and understand us, right? So we're all doing therapy. It's great. I love it. It's kind of like a translator between all, all parties involved. And I remember our therapist said to my husband and I, and he was like, you guys are under-resourced. I was like, huh. He's like, you're, you're very under-resourced. He's like, you know, at this point, he's like, families were in villages. When they say like it takes a village to raise a child, that was the case, right? We used to be in villages. There were multiple people helping and watching. And ho- maybe some of you out there have that support. And some of you might be like when we lived by ourselves on the East Coast, which is such a big reason I wanted to come back to L.A., was we were just by ourselves. And we had to almost resource everyone, but we wouldn't. We were super under-resourced. And now that we're here, we're like, well, we have family, but we're still under-resourced. So I want you to think, who's missing on your team? It could be your home team, for you personally, for business. And a mentor of mine, Natalie Akdal, said, pay what you can afford. Like, pay for what you can afford to outsource. So is it like fast-tracking your knowledge through education. I think that's a really quick and easy way, right? Figuring this out on your own or doing your, getting like paying for that knowledge. 
Is it signing up for Instacart and getting someone else to do your shopping for you, your groceries? It's $99 a year plus a delivery fee and you're helping hire someone. I remember I did this with one of our multi-stream machine students in our program. We were talking about his candle company and it was like, do you need to be labeling all of your jars or can you give that to someone else to do? Oh, I could give that to someone else to do. So think about who's missing. Okay, so the fourth thing to think about is when did plan B or like contingency contingency plans come into play and what happened? I don't know if a lot of you plan for plan B, C, D, E, F. But again, if the last few years have taught us anything, it's always having a plan B and a C and a D, right? But let's just go to B. Did you have a contingency plan? Did you have to bring it into play and what happened? Okay. And then the fifth thing, and this is a big thing, you might spend some time on this, is what are you not going to do again 12 months from now? What are you not going to do again 12 months from now? We are wrapping up this year strong, strong, or maybe you don't feel strong in it. Maybe you're like, oh, like I went through another holiday season and it just didn't turn out the way I wanted it to turn out. I had such potential. I listened to podcasts. I joined the challenges. I did all these things and it just didn't come out the way I wanted it to be. What, if we're reflecting, feeling how you feel right now, what is the thing you're just not going to do again 12 months from now? How do we learn from our mistakes? How do we learn from our growth edges? How do we learn from the things that we've done? And we're like, not again. You know, you tell your kids, like, you put your hand on the stove, like, you're going to learn if you put your hand on the stove, like, you're not going to do it again. We can forget that, though. Like, if we don't have a scar, if we don't have a remnant of a scar to look at, and actually, I tell my husband that's why I don't cook, because I have scars all over my hands, and I do cook again, right? But if you can mark this down and say, I'm just not going to go through the season again, like this again, right? I'm not going to do this again. I'm not going to do this solo. I need help. I'm not going to try and figure it out on my own. I need help. I'm not going to spread myself too thin. I'm not going to make all the products because I think everybody needs everything. I'm going to focus. You might think, okay, I'm on this one sales channel. I keep trying. I keep trying. I keep trying. And it's just not working for me. Like, what do I need to do to grow? Maybe I need a new sales channel. So I want you to just think what you're not going to do again. Okay. So remember my friends, I want us to, in the moment, reflect, think about the things that we've done, the things that we love doing, the things that weren't worth doing. See where the gaps are in our business this year as we kind of start to wrap it up in a bow and move forward and move on. We're going to note this down. The download is for you. All you have to do is head to theproductboss.com slash 542. We've got the download for you right there. You can reflect, spend some time on it. And then as we kind of shift into the next few weeks, we're going to start to plan. We're going to plan for 2024. And we're also going to enjoy our holidays because you earned it. You earned it. You worked hard. This is the busiest season for us as product bosses. Everyone else is like kicking back, taking off time. We're like, no, we've got go time, right? So we're going to take some time to replenish, to reflect, then to plan, and then to move forward. All right? Remember, my friends, action takers are the money makers, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for being here and listening all the way through the Product Boss Podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way in your business, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Reviews help other product entrepreneurs know that this is the place to be to grow their businesses and realize that they're not alone. 
And we know that you all know that a five-star and honest review helps you sell more products to more people. So you know that your reviews help us reach more listeners around the world. Remember, what we give is what we receive, and we are all about helping each other in the Product Boss community. We are all in this together. We would be so appreciative of you if you could take the time right now to subscribe, leave a review, and even share this episode on social or someone you know so we can impact more lives. And remember, subscribing means that you will get notified each time we release a new episode so you never miss a thing. You have helped us grow and climb into the top 10 of all marketing podcasts and together we can keep climbing. Thank you, friends. And remember, there is room at the top for all of us.